your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will speak of the goodness of God.
Brother Mike, um, you don't have to turn her above everyone for the whole set, but like for this song, she couldn't really hear herself. Amanda. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, my name's Amanda. I like singing. Thank you, Brother Mike. I told y'all was at 6 
to show that you can use imperfect people to use and just to be a light to your world, God. I pray that you would just anoint every musician as they play their instrument unto you, God. This is our worship and our praise to you, to use our talents for your kingdom, God. I bless your name. I pray that you would keep your hand on all of our health, God. During the holidays, I pray pray that you would bless us and be with us during our practice tomorrow. God, bless these people who are dedicated to you and dedicated and committed to building your kingdom, God. I pray for a protection around each and every individual up here, God. I bless your name. I pray for Jerry this morning, God. I pray that you continue to strengthen his heart, God. I pray that you Thank you. 
choice within their hands as the serpent whispered from beneath where your grace exceeds the sum of all I lack for I am Adam I am Eve isn't it just like you to turn it all around for good
Well, welcome this morning to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris. We're happy to have all you that are in-house this morning and all of you that are online with us. We're believing that you're going to be blessed today in the presence of God. I want to make a few announcements up front here. Next Sunday is Christmas Sunday, so be sure and be here in our Sunday morning service to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with a lot of beautiful music and etc. And then Christmas Sunday night at 6 o'clock, there will be a banquet over in the Family Life Center. This banquet is being catered because we do not want our precious ladies to have to cook and clean up. So all you ladies say amen. So please purchase your banquet ticket in the foyer from Sister Lisa Calico. They're $13 for adults and $7 for children under 10. And this does include two meats. You get both, okay? I think it's going to be chicken fried steak and roasted chicken. So you get two meats, two vegetables, a salad, and a dessert. And the entertainment is going to be done by... Brother David ben, David Beckton from Shreveport, Louisiana, and his program will be a combination of a number of things, but his specialty is magic, okay? So it's going to be a fun night of entertainment in our Family Life Center at 6 o'clock. Your ticket needs to be purchased by this coming Wednesday night. 
so that we can alert the catering service to how many of you are planning to be there. So tonight is Youth Sunday night. Yay. But to hear our youth pastor speak. Also tonight at 6 o'clock, there will be a children's Christmas gathering in the CCC. That stands for Children's Church Chapel, okay? So all of you that have children that are under 12, bring your children tonight for a big Christmas children's gathering. There will be a staff gathering fellowship at 6.30 on Thursday night at High Cotton and a corral party on Saturday evening at 5 o'clock, 6.30 at 6.30. Also, I would like to mention that I've heard a lot of wonderful reports about Brother Dickey's message on Wednesday night. Yes. And y'all, guess what? He's going to be preaching again this Wednesday night, okay, this coming Wednesday night. So be sure and be here to celebrate in the presence of God. I want to mention one other thing. Sister Catherine Webb, which is Brother Philip Taylor's mother, which would be Sister Tracy, Sister Ashley's grandmother. She passed away this week. She was 90 years old. And it was amazing around Christmas time to see her sitting on the floor, 90 years old, sitting on the floor playing with Katie's baby. So she had a beautiful 90 years of being in good health and able to drive and live alone. But her funeral is going to be Wednesday at 11 o'clock at Fry Gibbs. They will be receiving friends at 10 o'clock. So God bless all of you today in the presence of God. Are you thankful for the goodness of God? you go ahead and stand up and let's just enter into this time of worship with praise god we thank you for the opportunity to get to worship you in song and in our praise god i pray that you would be lifted high in this place god we come to magnify your name over everything that we're dealing with god we're going to focus on you you are worthy in jesus name in jesus name Your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will see of the goodness of i 
Sister Renee Flowers, Christy Sullivan, Dennis Shannon, Charles Iyer, Linda Ferris, Rhonda Sisson, Bernice Smith, Robert Newberry, Jimmy Black, Michael Barnett, Alex Stevens, Vicki Says, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gamberry, Rex Foster, Brother Bob Bolton, Sister Billy Bolton, Lois Weems, Chaplain Steve Gibbs. Kathy Caldwell, Georgia Mildred Pratt, Nelson and Missy Miller, Michael Green, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow, Brother and Sister Proctor, and Brother and Sister Trinado. Whenever they were singing that song, talking about you are good, it's easy to think about what, we can start to have a good day and one little thing could kind of mess it up. Like, I was having a good day, and then somebody cut me off. I was having a good day, and then something were to happen to change the goodness of that day. And so a lot of our things in our life are like that, that it's good until something can happen that can change the goodness of that day. And as we were singing that song, that God, you are good, and that your mercy is forever, that you are good, knowing that God is good, and no matter what happens... It doesn't change how good God is. That we, that our God is good and something will happen to us. But guess what? Our God is still good. Our God is still able to pull us through. Our God is able to reach in your situation and help you and pull you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Because he is still good. And so this morning, I encourage you to come up to the front if you have any need. Because there is a good God that is here to heal to to restore, to deliver, and ministers are going to anoint you with oil. We're going to pray with faith with you this morning. In Jesus' name, Father, you are a good God. You are unchanging. You are unwavering. And Father, I pray that you move in every situation, that you heal, that you deliver, that you restore. And that nobody walks out of here with the same hurts, illness, bondage that we walked in with, God. But we allow you to be you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, that you will keep your covenant. 
the circumstances surrounding our lives and the situations in our lives that are going on, the trials that we may, go, may be going through, the valley that we may be in right now or the mountaintop that we're on top of. And it still never changes throughout the entire Bible. You know, sometimes I feel like we might, we might say, you know, I want the God of Jacob. You know, I want the God of, 
Moses, you know, I want, I want the God of all these great characters that had these amazing feats. And that's what we're referencing God to as this amazing feature. But just whenever Job was going through his struggles and just whenever, you know, Daniel was in the lion's den, do you still want that same God? I mean, do you, I mean, let's be real. Do you still want the God of Daniel whenever you're in the lion's den? It's a little bit harder, but he's still the exact same God as whenever Daniel got out of the lion's den. He's still the exact same God as whenever David had slain Goliath. And sometimes that is hard to mention, but that same God is going to see you through. That goodness of God is still going to get you through. If you have that faith, he's still going to see you through. And I just love that so much, and I love an unchanging God, because if he changed even just a little bit, then... Well, you know, there would really be no reason for us to any of us really be here at all. And I'm just so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the goodness of God. Jesus, I pray that you would bless these people, God. I pray that you would bless each and every one of us. That you would bless this offering, Lord. And I pray that your will would be done in this service. I pray that you would use pastor as a mouthpiece. Openly, God, flowing, your spirit flowing through him openly. And I pray that our hearts would be tender to receive it. Bless each and every one of us spiritually, financially, mentally, and emotionally. In Jesus' name, amen.
Disappearing from this earth does not mean disappearing from God's plan for life. So the Christmas story is a phenomenal, beautiful, glorious opportunity. And so today 
we, uh, we share in life here, and then we move into life forever. I would like to remind you that if you ever have a trial, the Bible said don't think that strange. He actually says think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that have come to try you. We don't often think of that as like what should I think about that? Meaning, how many of you ever took a test in school? They seemed like they enjoyed giving me tests. And the more they gave me, the more I resented it. If I didn't make A's or a C or a D plus. What I'm trying to tell you is that if you can really catch it, the trial that you go through tomorrow is to give you confidence or a hunger for the future confidence you need. So if you're going through something that you don't understand, look up. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, is critical when going through a trial. I don't care if it's with your dog or your car or whatever. You bought the car, so why do you kick it? You knew when you bought it, there was a good chance that when they offered you warranty that they, you may need some help. <laughs> they give you warranty packages for a reason. They know that most of their cars are not perfect. And so God gave you the same warranty. He said, I will heal you. I will restore your mind. I will give you the parameters of kingdom living. But he said, now here's the, the, the thing is, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together because as you look across the building, you see people that have been going through hell and then they're succeeding and coming out of it. Well, what does that do for me? It makes me realize if God could do it for them, he'll do it for me. And then as the body of believers come together, and then you have this huge level of testimonies. How many of you have ever come through a trial okay? Right, raise your right hand, just wave to God. He's watching. See, because it's the Lord that gives us the good and the perfect gifts. I promise you that the devil intended for you to give up, quit, and stop. He loves to destroy people, and the quicker he can kill us, the less light he has to deal with. So, God said, I will be with you. I will restore to you the joy. I will give you the wisdom.
I will be with you. And when I can't be there personally, I will send my angels, emissaries, straight from the throne room of perfection. And they have all the access to wisdom, to knowledge, to joy, to peace, to righteousness, to victory. My angels have all of that. So you are surrounded by angels. Take advantage of that. I see several of you looking at your husbands. I wasn't talking about him only or her. Angels are invisible, and that way nobody but you knows when they're telling you things that you haven't heard or that you need to hear repeated. Did y'all get the lesson? You got it? Let's go ahead and get to the rest of the story. I, uh, I, I, I don't know whether to boast about you or to get aggravated. Because I have to go through all the trials you go through. <laughs> so coming to Paris, Texas, finding a great church family, and they still had complications, I had to catch up with the people just to be caught up so I could at least relate and then every time every different person has a trial, I got to go through it with them. Now, that can sound morbid, but the truth is it's the most beautiful thing in the world because we learn together. So your trials are my trials, but don't get down because it's been a blessing to my life to walk with people that go through trials and I have to try to work my way to some level of wisdom or knowledge or spiritual aptitude so that we can work together to be the body of Christ in this community, thus a light and living epistles. All right, let's uh, move through this as hurriedly as we can. And uh, because... I put as many pictures here today as I can because you you remember more about what you see than what you don't see. This was an old-fashioned fire escape. Some of you don't know what that is. But some of you remember all too well that uh, they didn't have those slides back yonder. Years ago, now you jump out of a window into a slide and you, you don't have to worry about stairs. All you got to do is worry about landing. But these stairs, I put them here because sometimes people don't seem to know which way is up and which way is down to safety. For the people that are looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, your, your escape is not down. Your escape is up. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so we're on the stairway. Brother Bob Bolton would sing it, and I, I just enjoyed watching him, you know, get with it. And uh, I'm on the stairway to heaven tonight. 
I'm climbing higher and higher each day. And see, you're on, in a world on fire, and, uh, and, and we'll get to that picture here in a minute. But this uh, picture here, you're, you're soon to become part of it. That's huge. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. There are thousands of places out yonder that man has never even begun to conquer. So learning conquest and learning to negotiate trials and learning to negotiate pitiful people and uh, loving people is helping to develop the place where you will rule and reign in that domain forever. See, you've been wanting a new car. You're not even going to have to have one there. You just think it and you'll be there. See, that's what all of us want to do is just think it and be a millionaire tomorrow. It's a little price to pay. And uh, so, exactly, this is all beyond us. So, should we just surrender ourselves to the climate of the world and the now and just throw up our hands and say, well, I, I just can't reach that? Or can we find a preacher somewhere that believes that that universe is for us? He did not create that just for himself. He said, I'm going to have a partnership and I will come to do whatever I have to do to develop a faith and a confidence, a word and a power level that whosoever will could enter into the domain of the unthinkable. I'm telling you, the magicians have handled it too long and gotten too much of our money when the real deal is there is no magic with Jesus. It's all building character and building a future and learning and coming to new dimensions of life so what do we do know is this we are each looking and trying to find what do you really know what you're looking for have you really determined what you really need to become what you would like to be forever? I promise you that money is not going to last. It's going to burn up with this earth. I can tell you that mansions are not going to be like they are in the holy city. Ladies and gentlemen, you are the temple of God and you are going to be what you are as you disappear from this body. You are going to be the new temple and the new government of the new setting. So I'm trying to enlarge your coast is what the Bible said. Lord, in, enlarge our coast, strengthen our stakes. In other words, give us that anchor point where that we have literal rational reason to believe that we are going to go through the grave, not to the grave, and we're coming out the other side just as the Messiah did, and we're going to ascend on high and lead captivity captive 
believe and we're going to be gifted in that new dominion and you are going to be rulers and reigners with God Almighty. That is one of the greatest thrills in life that we could become that. I wish somebody would shout and give him a praise, stand and praise him for just the opportunity to walk through a door that will lead us to everlasting strengths and powers and victories. This is no small thing. So the optimum is in this we see dark. And we see light. Jesus and the Christmas season is a time for us to renew our compatibility with that relationship and our unification with fasting and prayer and realizing that if I can shake off all of this carnal stuff, I can be one with the Messiah. I can be one with the one who came as a virgin, out of a virgin stomach, and I can absolutely become one with the power to uh, overcome every setting and situation. That's what the 33 and a half years of recordings are about is that Jesus, the temple of God, God was in Christ. I don't care how many theologians try to separate God from God in, in the flesh. God was in Christ reconciling the world not to themselves but to himself. How in the world they could even begin to try to pluralize God. God is in every blade of grass. God is in every breath you breathe. God is in everything that's alive. There is nothing made that was not made by him. And there was not anything that was made that did not have the potential of helping us to understand something about real life. So Jesus prophesied about in Jeremiah 29 and 11 through God says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. Now, this is parenthetical here. It says, in life now we know what we have need of. So not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, he invites you as a weak counterpart of the critical life of God in us because every breath you breathe is God. And that's why he says, don't use weird, pitiful language because this is the temple of God. You look like the first Adam and the second Adam came in flesh just like all of the rest of us. He was born in purity He lived with the Holy Spirit inside of him. And he said, I am with you now, but I shall be in you. 
If there was a plurality to God, that would mean I could get a different God, part of God, and thus I would be able to be <coughs> my own celebration. No, no, no. The same God, this same God shall be in your heart. That's how we become unified because we orchestrate life just like your fingers and your toes and your head and your thoughts and your actions and your desires. And so we all become a desiring people to be like God through Jesus Christ, the flesh, the exhibition of life, the exhibit that was able to do exceeding abundantly above. You've already done in life more than the devil wanted you to. So, you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. That is a critical statement. That doesn't mean you have to be on your knees praying. But when he said pray without ceasing, it's amazing to me how many people have never learned what that really simply, in its simple significance, means. He just got a contact from another world. So he said, I'll guide you with mine eye. When I see you in a position of pain, Look up, because I'm looking down. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will share my wealth with you. I will share my strength with you. Prayer is not a holy roll of the dice. Well, I tell you what, I talked to God the other day, and he must not have heard me because it didn't happen. As a pastor, I get to hear that quite a bit. No. The voice of the Lord is just similar to your own heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, I thought that would be the best for me. What made you think that thought? Because pray without ceasing is stay in touch. He said, call on me in the day of trouble and I will hear you. But we're in such a bind, we just throw him a couple of petitions every morning and we get busy doing what we want to do if we're not real careful. Now, he always uses the two simple paths, love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, soul, mind, and strength. Those are the two paths. And if you... Don't know the ringtone of God. It's always with love and wisdom and kindness and gentleness. He will never force you to go over and hug somebody. He said, I will guide you with mine eye.
Well, you know, fortunately, he's got on good cologne. But it would have been a little temptation if uh, there would have been another smell. Could you imagine? So love your neighbor as yourself. Just pick out your own person that's been an enemy to you. Can't find anybody here, can you? Okay, just, just pretend at this point. Uh, somebody's in bad line, Richard. Okay, now, let's pretend that no one could hear the still small voice. Forgive them. When you find a brother in need, look at Jesus. When you find a sister in need, when you find somebody that's lost their sense of direction, when you've sensed that there was somebody that don't feel loved, go to them. His eye will guide you. His voice will come quietly. God does all of this by spirit. How many of you do have ringtones that you know before you open the window on your phone who it is that's calling? How loud does God have to say it? They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. How's that going to happen? Pray without ceasing. Never shut your phone on silent with the Holy One. Because He will quicken unto you the things that are needed for your own peace. You may go do something nice for somebody that God wanted to be nice to, and they may turn their back on you and may even curse you. That's what they did to Him. Did you get that? They cursed him. They hung him on a tree. That's why he said, you can't be my disciple unless you crucify the flesh because you can't love people that don't love you back until you have crucified your flesh and the lust thereof because everybody wants friends and we want big friends and we want large crowds of friends. But I'm going to tell you, there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother and his name is the Messiah, the Messianic power. And that is the name Jesus Christ who is able to do exceeding abundantly abundantly of all that we can ask or think uh, according to the power that worketh in us. And so he said, when you seek me with your whole heart and you will find me, I will make you free. I will give you the perfect law of liberty and you'll be able to shout and people say, what's that all about? I'm drunk on the Holy Ghost. I've been filled with the power and the wisdom and the glory of a king. I have had a relationship with the almighty God and the government that goes with it. Could we praise him like he deserves it? Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph, he said. Praise him with a loud voice. Hallelujah. God, we censure in this house. There's no human that can come up with all of the stuff you're trying to provide for us. 
So he said, I will be found of you. And I will turn away your... I wish some of you stanatorian people would say captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places. And then he takes credit for abandoning you for a while and letting you be the prodigal son that goes out and tries to do his own thing and finds himself in a mess a few days later because his marriage or his child-parent relationship or his relation with the job and the job relationship going to pot and all of that, that's the hog pen. Don't think it's got to be a bunch of hog... I used to could do it like a hog, but I guess right now I can't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is no game with God. He didn't die to make a game out of who's best. He died to show you the plan from A all the way to Z. Because the first Adam fouled out and corrupted the entire nation. But the second Adam, he's in the house today. His spirit is in his word. Don't you ever doubt that the comforter is in the book. And that's why I said study to show yourself approved of God because in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father through this book. That's why you don't want to quit reading it. That's why you want to faith it. I have seen people memorize that book and never live it. Hide the Word in your heart that you may not violate our sin against God. That sin is separation from the purpose of the word. I have heard people literally damn people with the word of God. It is so sad when you get a spirit of corruption and then you curse people almost by hitting them with the word instead of opening the word in your life. Pray without ceasing is just stay in touch. When you're in trouble and you're looking for that stairwell up or down, humble yourself is going down. Sometimes we have to go down before we can go up. But the way of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. So heaven will be heaven because of each of the partnership the bride has. I want you to look again before I change the slides. We need each other. God without us has limited purpose. But us without him has no purpose. God without you. What, what is that? You look like him. He created you in his image. He don't want his image looking weak. So he said, I will come to you in the day of trouble. 
Call on me when you're in trouble. I will hear you, and I will come to you, and I will be your God, and I will strengthen you. I will renew you. I will empower you. I will point you to truths that will absolutely give you muscle power that you can move mountains. The heavens are full right now of angels. The invisible world I marvel when I look at something like that, that mortals have created the invisible world and tried to put it up here. So when Pastor Meyer comes along and he needs some assistance to put it in place, right now there is a crowd of those in this room. God has chosen the invisible things. That's straight out of the book. Right now, there are angels at your house. Oh, it's a lot easier to believe COVID's there, isn't it? It's a whole lot easier to be worried stiff about COVID being out yonder somewhere than it is the angels that were designed to protect you and to cause your thought patterns to stay straight and to cause your life to be powerful and to cause your conscience to be clean and cause your tongue to be tame. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what the angels do. The angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and they deliver them and they're all over this place. You may think they're not in your car, but they're out there waiting on you. They're out there with good thoughts. And if there's an angel of death, he's there because he knows that he's accepted there. you got to run them off, and praise runs them off, and living godly love runs them off, and holiness is light, and holiness is something that will run demons out because they hate light. They love darkness, and they tried to put the light out at Calvary, but the criminal stream of blood that was birthed on Christmas day ladies and gentlemen this ought to be the greatest Christmas season any of us ever celebrate is Christ the bloodline Christ the resurrected Messiah is here today and you are the beneficiary of it all so the children persons of this generation the Bible said are wiser Don't you ever forget in their day. They never stop creating new. That's why some of you don't have a 45 Chevrolet sitting out here on the parking lot. Some of those things run and and stood the test longer than some of these newfangled things. Now you have to have a five-year warranty. Years ago when you bought one, they just took care of you the best they could. You didn't have all that many parts, and you sure didn't have all that many computerized parts. Man, you just had a motor transmission and a battery if you was lucky. Some had the old. Anybody here even still alive that used to have to crank a tractor with a. I didn't know you was that old. We got one confession going. Ladies and gentlemen, now you turn a key, and in my case, I can be in the house with this little jewel here. 
And this little jewel tells my car, jump at it. No, you just push a button. And I listen, and my car starts starting. And I think, how cool. I must be rich. There's only rich people. You don't have cool things like that. But the true riches is you push a button. I'm hurting. Immediately. The nerve runs straight up to the head. And the head sends a signal down to your lymph glands of the Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood cleanseth us from all our sins. Sin is just separation from God, from healing, from the miraculous. Sin, your sins have hidden his face from you. His face is the glory of life. He, in the face, looks at you today and says, I'm with you when you get in that car. You just praise me under your breath. You don't have to make a big scene with all the people, and I'll be there in the car with you. Wow. Those spirits of God, the nine gifts of the Spirit, the nine fruit of the Spirit, how could you beat a plan like that? That's why you want to memorize those fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. That's why you want to do the things that entertain His presence. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That doesn't mean the love that the world uses. That means you give protection to the environment around you by keeping your life holy, by keeping your conversation holy, by keeping your conversation filled with faith, by keeping your actions filled with faith I am not being hindered because I got jail bars I'm not being hindered because they're throwing me into a Jonah's a belly of whale a belly of the whale I am not I'm not I'm not no I got a covenant with the king I've got a covenant with life I've got a covenant with the redeemer I've got a covenant with glory I've got a covenant with victory I've got a covenant with purpose I've got a covenant with overcoming I've got a covenant I am not at loss for what's going on you're saved out of being lost I'm no longer lost I'm not going in a circle I'm headed straight toward the holy city and his name is Jesus he's the captain of our salvation his bloodline is straight his bloodline is pure and that's why I crucify the flesh and the lust thereof and I love to praise him because when I praise him the angels start getting excited That's one of them. That's one of them. That's one of them. They recognize it when people damn life. And they recognize it when people praise life. Your next breath is God. You may be having a bad day, but don't damn it. We used to hear kind of preaching like this. Now, because everybody wants a big crowd, they've lightened up and just whosoever will. But they forgot what the whosoever will is. Anybody can come. 
But if they want him, they have to exchange their life for his. That's what the Christmas story is all about. So, God derides humans that take one truth or part of truth. Sort of got ahead of myself, didn't I? And make a future of limited truth or knowledge. You shall know the truth. Now, before you get nervous, here's the cool thing. If you have obeyed five of the truths that are in that book, and you're in line to need another one, and suddenly you're chopped off, you're given credit for the faith you've already exhibited. And God alone knows if you were ready to take that next truth. But to reject truth and say, look, I can't reject it. I mean, I can't live with it. Is to turn your back on him. Because in him, the word lived. It was put on paper for our sake so we could read his head. You ever heard of mind readers? God put his mind on paper so you could read his mind. He don't plan for you to memorize it all in one day. So he said, study and pray over it. Prayer is a help in the digestive ability of getting the word in your lifestyle. Don't get disappointed if if tomorrow you run out here and try to memorize 15 scriptures and all of a sudden you want to activate 15 scriptures, you'll be all over the highway. You can't drive on every road you pass. You got to work them together. They are fitly joined together. They work together. Four men, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, testify about the validity of his life, the dominance of his life, the glory of his life, and the victory that he constantly lived in spite. The tremendous distribution of hillside ministry. They saw the river in action. And so what they did, they testified about it, and thus our faith becomes powerful. And that's when we engage our faith in the book of Acts or where we are born again of the water and the Spirit. So instructors in Christ are there to help you. But the Bible says, Beware, evil men and seducers will come in the last days, deceiving And being deceived. So if you can't measure their total gospel by the book of life. You want to be careful. That includes me. You always have an open door to come to my office. And say pastor what you said don't agree with the word. Let me remind you there are places. I I ask one of uh, today has been a a banner day. I went into a restaurant today and a person brought me $1,000 right there to the table where I was sitting. Yes, 
I was just thrilled. And then I asked another person that has had some contagion with life, and uh, I said, uh, you know, what, what is it that you are knowledgeable of that we call saved? And uh, I happen to know that that person has been to any number of churches and uh, just said quickly to me, I just hope it happens for me. That's not her exact words, but that's basically what she said. Each of us are looking for that something to make our days or life better, true or false. I barely hear four of you. Everybody is looking for something to make life better. I can tell you by watching people for years, good cars, big houses, country lanes, great vacations can't make life better. They may make it more exciting for a few days, but some of those people that have had the most exclusive vacations have divorced and their child-parent relationship is pathetic. But I want that for you. I want you to know about the one God that furnishes all wisdom and all power for every setting in life. Because there is going to be a day in the end. And you can't live it for your mother. You can't live it for your dad. Don't you make your decisions. They made their decisions and you got to make your decisions. That's why I put that in there early on in this. Every one of us are independently. You told them later, early in life and later in life, I'll do what I want to do. You didn't worry when you was 10 and you didn't worry when you was 25 that they didn't want you to do certain things and they did want you to do other things. Why would you make a decision about not serving Christ are serving Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. No, I'm not playing with this stuff. It's your future. And I am going to turn every light on in your world I can turn on. I don't want you to miss one step. I don't want you to miss one vacation in the glorious eternal realm called the holy city where we shall rule and reign with him forever. Ladies and gentlemen, it don't stop at the grave. If it did, I'd just say let's all go run to it now. Let's all jump. Let's just dig one big hole and all run off into it and forget it. No, you're alive. You got a soul, and that big is a big deal. The birds can do it, and the snakes can do it, and the skunks can have it all. Many deceivers shall come in my name, deceiving and being deceived. If they're deceivers, they're not easy to pick out. I said they're not easy to pick out. They use the word, but they taint it. They twist it to make it fit the psychology of flesh. That's a deception in any... All you got to do is go to a magic show. And you see, all of a sudden, here's this rat, 
and the next thing you go, he, you got a squirrel in your hand. What happened? The guy was good. He knew how to do it. And you kept watching for that rat to come out the other pocket. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's amazing. I go to a magic show every now and then just to see. It's amazing how phenomenal they can be in deception. And there's a lot of magicians that are going on. He said, many deceivers shall come in the last days. Deceiving and being deceived. You don't have to be deceived when the Bible said, except a man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot be my disciple. You don't need a lot of intelligent people trying to tell you about that. You have to have some intelligent people trying to tell you don't do it. Because they wouldn't do it. They were disobedient. And they wanted others to follow that same path. Because they wanted as many people to give them consolation as, as it can be. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to find one consolation in going to hell with somebody else that was a close friend. Just because they went to hell, you don't have to go. But you will find fraternity with the redeemed of the Lord because of the increase of the government and peace. There shall be no end. That is huge. So Christmas has never looked better than the world you're living in that's on fire. You don't have to go very far at all to find liars and cheaters and adulterers and fornicators and cursers and dammers and all. You don't have to go far to find a lot of deception in a lot of things. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, as Paul said, high time for us to awaken. You can't save anybody but yourself. You can be a light to a lot of people. And it's not too late. We're here. The world that's set on fire. Some questions we cannot answer, but we know this. We continue to look and buy and sell, etc. And I want to get it real quick here because it's so phenomenal. Each of us are looking for that something that makes our life better or greater. Let me ask you a question while we're right here. What's so bad about living the Christian life? Are you really worried about people making fun of you because you're different? They sell cologne from people that we don't even know. I think that one of the colognes I bought in the past uh, have a name on it that's connected with some sinner. I'm not talking about buying stuff that just because a sinner owns it, I won't buy it. But I want to tell you this. I'm not buying into a life that don't have the name of Jesus associated with it. And I'm not going to try to sell you on the idea. Being holy is not an option for a holy city, for a holy God. And so we follow a world that is set on fire of hell. But hell's still beneath it. And Jesus stands at the door and knocks. How does he knock? He comes. 
as a baby. And that I hope that this Christmas season we talk to our children about the story about Jesus coming. And then how he died, they stuffed him in a horrifying grave. But then they looked in and he was gone. Now he's in the heavens. He rose. All you have to do is read Luke 24. 500 people, 500. You want to see what humanity does? 500 people watched him fly out without a helicopter or an aircraft or a rocket or anything else. He took off from the top of the mountain and they saw him disappear and only a fourth of them went back to live out his promise. That's how humanity, steeped in sin, steeped in their own ideas, I can conquer on my own. All you got to do is listen to it. A little child will tell you, I can do it myself. You got to get that stuff out of you. Without him, you can do nothing. I don't really know what the holy city's going to look like, but I did the best I could to get you interested that there is a life. And I nearly guarantee you the guy that put that picture together don't even have the Holy Ghost. But he believes there is a city wherein dwelleth righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I thank my God in the wake of all that's going on that we can be justified by faith and have peace with God through Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. The musicians are coming. And into this grace or this teachings wherein we stand and rejoice in hope. Somebody said in hope. Hope maketh not a shame. We are saved by hope. Rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations because we know that greater is he that is for us than he that is against us. Right now, I got some burdens. I got some things going on in my world. And, uh, but I rejoice in tribulations for one reason. I've already been through a few. And that's why you want to follow the success pattern. Faith worketh experience and experience hope. It's a stair step. That's why I put the stairs up there. I want you to sense that you grow in grace and in knowledge. I want you to sense that you can't become all of it this week. But you can make the choice. I'm headed there. I will not give up. Faith just don't know when to give up. Love doesn't know when to quit. Patience, experience, and experience hope and hope maketh not a shame. When you study the Bible, you will see the word ashamed means incomplete, coming up lacking. Not ashamed. I wish you'd tell your neighbor, not ashamed. I wish you'd tell your pastor, keep preaching. No, I mean like you mean it. I am going to, whether you mean it or not. I will not give up. I will not give in. Yes, I've been through hell. Yes, I've hurt. Yes, I'm hurting now. I could cry about as easy as I could do anything right now. 
seen people that I love walk away from Jesus. I've seen people that I love play games with Jesus. Well, yeah, I love you, but I ain't following you. No, 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 no. Your ways are past finding out, and I don't understand them, so I'm not following them. That's what faith does. Faith follows anyhow. Faith says, I won't give in. I won't quit. I'm not stopping. I am on my way to the king's palace. I am planning to live there forever. I don't care what the world says. I don't care. I'm going to dress godly, holy, and righteous. I am going to adjust my conversation to be pure and holy and and godly. I am going to adjust my thought patterns to be pure and holy and godly. I am not going to try to condemn anybody. I'm going to try to elevate the worst one that's been condemned. I'm telling you, I was on Condemnation Avenue and somebody loved me and somebody kept praying for me and somebody from heaven started calling me, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down. I will give you rest for your weary, fatigued life. I wish we'd pray for our city before we ever make it up to this altar. And I hope every minute, everybody that can will at least come spend three minutes down here at this altar. There is something about togetherness. And, and you're, you don't have to feel bad if you don't come. I'm not going to be looking around counting it. But when we were yet without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. The ungodly are getting a benefit right now of his still beautiful, beautiful world. God commendeth his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved. Paul wrote that to the church at Rome. And he spent much of his life in a prison. He never felt threatened because the Prince of Peace lived there with him. The Prince of Joy. The Prince of Victory. And so much of his life, he wrote those books from Romans to Jude or to the other people. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled. We shall be saved. I wish you'd tell somebody close to you, we shall be saved. And then finish it by his life. We stand. As many as can, and please, again, we're not going to be looking around to see who did or didn't, but as many as can, would you slip down to the front? If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've never had the Holy Ghost, Please feel free to come right up close to the pulpit where Pastor will be. But I hope for the next two and three minutes we will pour our hearts out for our local assembly, for our city, for our county, and our world that is on fire. That the fire burn from within and that it not consume us. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over Paris, Texas. I plead the blood of Jesus over every human. I plead the blood of Jesus over our world. 
Send a revival out of Paris. Let the streets be filled with your word. Let the streets be filled with your victory. That's it. God, hear the cry of your people again. In wrath, make known mercy. In wrath, make known mercy. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. city, save our kids, save our school teachers, save our leaders. Lamar County, be filled with your glory. Every preacher in this city to preach and teach the completeness of the gospel. Many good things that we're already blessed by. Yes, sort of look around and pray for your brothers and sisters. Some of them are going through things you have no need, no realization of. That's right, just throw them a smile, just throw them a tear. We're in this together. It's not a big eye, a little you, it's us. Children of the most high. Oh, yes, Lord. Revive thy works in the midst of the years. In wrath, make no mercy. here if you think sports people like it God loves it clap your hands all you people make a joyful noise unto the Lord for the Lord heareth thee he knows your cry and he knows your praise that's it oh glory to the Lord glory to the King hallelujah Why don't you take that smile and wear it out on a few people this week? And let's just let them know 
happy are the people of God. Don't forget youth service tonight, Brother Dickie, Wednesday night. Heard some great reports. My wife and I will not get to be here. We're looking forward to hearing some more good reports. Heard some great ones last week.